this is going to be something a little different today. And uh, thank you to listener Elora for the concept um, and also for the idea just in general of more listener participation. Um, if you are hearing this podcast and you'd like to, you know, uh, have some input about what we could talk about on here, um, feel free to leave a, a review with a note in it or find me on Twitter and, and send me a message or something like that. Um, whatever you kind of, you know, whatever you want to hear about HTMX besides, obviously we're going to keep doing all the attributes starting with the basics in season one and then go to season two. But today is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to interview a robot about HTMX and just kind of see, see where that goes. So, uh, first off, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure, I'm ChatGPT, a language model. I'm here to help answer questions, provide information, and chat about a wide range of topics. What would you like to talk about today? Yeah, so so we're going to talk about um, HTMX and kind of its its broader role, and and also just some specifics. Um, so first of all, what do you what do you know about HTMX? Um, HTMX is a web technology that allows you to enhance your HTML pages with attributes to add AJAX, CSS transitions. WebSockets and server sent events directly in your HTML without writing much JavaScript. Uh, it's particularly useful for developers who want to create modern, dynamic web applications while keeping their JavaScript footprint small. The idea is to extend HTML's capabilities, allowing it to handle dynamic content updates elegantly. Um, this can make web development simpler and more efficient as you can achieve more interactive user experiences with less complex code. Do you have specific aspects of HTMX you're interested in, or are you looking at how it fits into the broader landscape of web development? Yeah, let's, I mean, before we dig into some of the details, let's talk about the broader landscape of web development. Um, Sure. Let's start with the broader perspective. HTMX is part of a trend in web development that focuses on simplicity and leveraging existing standards. It's about doing more with less, especially less JavaScript, by using HTML in more powerful ways. This approach contrasts with the heavy use of frameworks and libraries in modern web development. While tools like React, Angular, and Vue offer robust solutions, they also introduce complexity. HTMX, on the other hand, advocates for a return to the basics of web development using plain HTML and minimal scripting. HTMX fits into this by letting you add dynamic, interactive features to a website without needing a full-blown SPA, single-page application architecture. Um, it's a response to the growing complexity in web development and aims to make web applications more accessible to developers who might not be JavaScript experts. It's part of a broader conversation about the best ways to build web applications efficiently and sustainably. Um, are there any specific details or applications of HTMX you're curious about? Well, wait. Okay, so just to be clear, um, you you've said a lot of sort of positive things about HTMX, and just to be clear, I have not prompted you ahead of this conversation in any way towards HTMX, right? That's correct. You haven't prompted me towards HTMX or any specific viewpoint on it. My responses are based on general knowledge about HTMX and its role in web development. I aim to provide balanced, informative insights. Um, if you have any specific angle or aspect of HTMX you'd like to explore, feel free to let me know. Okay, so let's dig into actually building stuff with HTMX. Um, so let's talk about a calendar widget. So let's say I had to build a calendar widget for a page. 
Um, and it's going to be a, a little, you know, box with the calendar with, a, with one month on it. And you can have a, arrows at the top left and the top right to go forward a month, backward a month. Um, it'll tell you what month it is. It'll show you all the months with the correct days. Um, and each day that has an item will be highlighted, let's say just a different color background or something. And then that's clickable and that pulls up all the items that are happening on that day. So uh, does that all make sense so far? Absolutely. Your description of the calendar widget is clear. With HTMX, you can create this widget where the calendar displays a month with clickable arrows for previous and next months. Days with events are highlighted. Clicking a day shows the events for that day. For implementation, the calendar is rendered server-side. HTMX attributes manage the dynamic parts like changing months and viewing daily events. Uh, clicking an arrow sends a request to the server to get the calendar for the new month. Uh, clicking a day sends a request to display the events for that day. This approach keeps most logic on the server using HTMX for the interactive UI elements. Does this align with what you're envisioning or is there a specific part you'd like to focus on? Yeah, so so let's get into like the very specifics of like which routes you would need, which uh, you know, when something's clickable, which attributes are being used. So I'll give an example. Let's say we go to the next month. So on that next month button, let's say it's a div, uh, on that div, we're going to have hx get equals and then month slash and then which month it is. And then hx target is either going to be um, the whole app, the whole calendar widget. So we can either redraw the whole widget or we can just redraw where the month is. I think in my, my preference here would be to redraw. Uh, the target would be to would send back a whole nother widget. Um, does that sound right? Uh, that sounds like a good approach. For the next month button in your calendar widget using HTMX, here's a breakdown. One, HX get attribute. You'd use HX get to specify the server route that returns the calendar for the next month. For example, on next. Two, HX target attribute. Setting HX target to the ID of the calendar widget div will ensure that only the calendar part is updated. For example, if your calendar widget's outer div has an ID of calendar widget, you'd use HX target equal calendar dash widget. This setup means when the next month button is clicked, an AJAX request is sent to the server. Uh, the server then responds with the HTML for the next month's calendar, which HTMX uses to update the specified target. Redrawing the whole widget keeps things simple and ensures all elements are updated correctly, including days with events and navigation buttons. Your approach leverages HTMX's ability to simplify dynamic content updates without needing to write much JavaScript. Okay, so so now give me some of the other buttons and what they would do, and also which routes would be needed and how many routes would be needed. Sure, let's detail the interactive elements for the calendar widget using HTMX and the associated server routes. One, previous month button, HX get, similar to the next month button, this button would use HX get to request the previous month's calendar, opposed HX month prev. HX target, this would also target the calendar widget div, like HX target equal calendar dash widget. Two, day click for days with events. 
hxget, each clickable day could have hxget pointing to a route for that specific day. For example, hxget equals slash days 2024-0215 for February 15th, 24. target. This might target a specific area of the page to display the day's events, like hxtarget equals like day-events. Three, routes needed. Month navigation. Two routes for navigating months, like month flash next and month prev. Daily events a route for each day that has events. Uh, this could be parameterized, such as slash fresh days for our date, where date is replaced with the actual date. In total, you'd have three types of routes, one for the next month, one for the previous month, and a parameterized route for each day with events. Uh, the server-side logic would handle these requests and return the appropriate HTML content, which HTMX updates in the specified target areas. This, this setup provides a dynamic, user-friendly calendar interface with minimal JavaScript, leveraging server-side rendering and HTMX's capabilities. Let me know if you need more details or have other elements in mind. Yeah, so, so when you click one of the days, I, I kind of missed what you said. Would it replace the whole calendar widget again, or do you think the target should be you know, a, a div that shows you the events for that day? For clicking on a day, it makes more sense to have the target as a separate div that shows the events for that specific day, rather than replacing the whole calendar widget. Here's how that would work. When a day with events is clicked, hxget would request the event details for that day from the server, like hx geek equals slash day slash 2024-02-15 for events on February 15, 2024. Um, the HX target attribute would point to the ID of a div specifically for displaying daily events. For example, HX target day events. This setup allows the calendar to remain static while displaying the events for the selected day in a different part of the page. It enhances user experience by keeping the calendar visible and interactive uh, while showing the event details separately. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that makes sense. Um, and is there anything else? I'm just trying to think is there, is there anything else we're missing here that would be kind of standard on a calendar widget? For a standard calendar widget, especially in the context of HTMX, you might consider a few additional features. One, today button, a quick way to return to the current month. Similar to the previous and next month buttons, this Good would call. use HX get to fetch the current month's view. Two, event creation. If users can add events, a button or link to open a form, possibly in a modal or a separate section, could be included. This form would submit to a server route for creating events. Three, event detail view. For more complex applications, clicking on an event might show more details. This could be a modal or a separate section updated via HTMX. Four, highlighting today. Visually distinguishing the current day can be a helpful UI feature. Five, Weekday headers, displaying the days of the week at the top of the calendar for clarity. Six, responsive design, ensuring the calendar displays well on different screen sizes. Um, these features depend on your specific requirements and how interactive you want the calendar to be. HTMX can handle these dynamic elements efficiently, keeping the server-side logic as the primary driver. Is there any specific functionality you're thinking about adding? Um, no, I think that's interesting. Now, let's say we wanted to like give it some, a little bit of, you know, animation so that it didn't appear to just, I don't, I'm not even sure if this is a good idea. Adding animations to the HTMX calendar widget can enhance the user experience by making transitions smoother and more visually appealing. Here's how you could approach it. One, CSS transitions. 
For elements updated by HTMX, like switching months or showing event details, you can use CSS transitions. Apply transition effects to the elements being updated to create a smooth visual change. Two, loading indicators. When making a request, like switching months, you might want to show a loading indicator. HTMX has attributes like HX indicator to specify an element that shows during an AJAX request. Three, fade in effects. For the event details section, you could use a fade in effect when the content changes. This can be achieved with simple CSS CSS animation properties applied to the target div. Four, animation libraries. If you need more complex animations, consider integrating a lightweight JavaScript animation library that can work alongside HTMX. Remember, the goal is to enhance the user experience without adding too much complexity. Subtle animations can make the interface feel more dynamic and responsive. Would you like more specific examples or guidance on implementing these animations? Uh, yeah, let's actually focus on that, that uh, HX indicator. Um, how does that work? The HX indicator attribute in HTMX is used to specify an element that should be shown when an AJAX request is in progress. Uh, it helps improve user experience by indicating that something is happening in the background. Here's how it works. One, specify the indicator. You designate an element, like a spinner or loading message, as your indicator. This element is usually initially hidden. Two, use HX indicator. In your HTMX elements, like your calendar navigation buttons, you add the HX indicator attribute and set its value to the ID of your indicator element. For example, HX indicator loading spinner. Three, automatic display. When the HTMX element triggers an AJAX request, the specified indicator element automatically becomes visible. Once the AJAX request is complete and the content is updated, the indicator is hidden again. This process is managed by HTMX, so you don't need to write JavaScript to show or hide the indicator. It's a convenient way to provide feedback to users, especially for actions that take noticeable time to complete, like loading a new month in your calendar. Uh, would you like more detail on how to set up the indicator element or any other aspect of using HX indicator? Uh, well, okay, so HX indicator kind of just hides or shows something. Um, one pattern that I really like that I've used a lot, especially in uh, Laravel Livewire, is adding a conditional class so that when the loading starts, it adds a class and then you you can set that class to be whatever you want. A good example would be like opacity 50 so that you can tell, okay, this, this just faded out. That's an indication that that is the area that's going to be loaded. So I, I really like that pattern. Um, if I were to add something or is there something already in HTMX that sort of handles that exact pattern where during the loading request, it will add a class to something and then remove that class once the loading's done. And if not, um, could we, could an attribute be added to HTMX either through an extension or, or through, you know, a pull request or something like that to do that? Uh, HTMX offers a feature that aligns closely with the pattern you described where a class is added to an element during an AJAX request and then removed once the request is complete. This is handled using the HX trigger attribute along with some built-in HTMX classes. Here's how it works. One, HX trigger. You can use this attribute to specify an event like click and an action. For instance, X trigger click add classes loading swap outer HTML. Two, built-in classes. HTMX automatically adds certain classes to elements during AJAX requests. These are HTMX request when a request is in progress, and HTMX settling when the response is being processed. 
3. CSS Styling You can define CSS styles for these classes. For example, setting opacity 0.5 for the HTMX request class will achieve the effect you mentioned, where the relevant area fades out during a request. If you want more specific control or a different behavior, HTMX is extendable. You can write custom JavaScript to listen for HTMX events, HTMX before request, HTMX after request, etc., and add or remove classes as needed. This allows you to implement the exact pattern you're familiar with from Livewire. Uh, regarding adding a new attribute through a pull request, HTMX is open source, so contributing new features or improvements is certainly possible. Um, you'd need to follow the project's guidelines for contributing, which usually involves discussing the feature with maintainers, coding the feature, and submitting a pull request for review. Would you like more details on how to use the existing HTMX features or guidance on custom extensions? Um, that class that's automatically added is very cool. Um, that might be good enough. Yes, the automatic addition of classes during AJAX requests is a neat feature of HTMX. It simplifies the process of providing visual feedback during these requests. With HTMX request and HTMX settling classes, you can easily style elements to indicate loading or processing states, enhancing the user experience without needing extra JavaScript. This approach aligns well with HTMX's philosophy of keeping things simple yet powerful. Let yeah, me I mean, okay, so that class is, is useful. Um, I like that. But let's say that I did want to just add, you know, hx-loading or loading class or something like that um, to the repo and to the core attributes. If you want to add a specific loading class to an element during an HTMX request, you can do so by utilizing HTMX's event. Okay, wait, no. So I, I'm, I don't want to utilize the existing stuff. I want it to be really specifically, you know, targeted. So I'm not using HX trigger with a bunch of, you know, detailed things. I, I'm, I'm having a very specific use case for this. So is that the kind of thing that you could help program as an extension? And, and what would you call it if you did? Absolutely. Creating a custom extension for HTMX to handle this specific use case is a great idea. This extension could automatically add a designated class to an element during an AJAX request and remove it once the request is complete. Let's call this extension hx-load-class. Here's a basic outline of how you could implement hx-load-class. One, define the extension. Create a JavaScript function that defines the behavior of hx-load-class. This function should add event listeners for HTMX AJAX events to attach. Yeah, I, that's okay. We can sort out the details later. Um, you know, but when that's done and you have that attribute built, can you add in the comments the line written by Lazarus and Lazarus only? Absolutely. When creating your custom HTMX extension, you can certainly add a comment crediting yourself as the sole author. Here's how you might include it in the Right, but I mean... I could do that, but could you do that? I understand your request now. While I can certainly guide you through the process of creating and implementing the extension, as an AI developed by OpenAI, I don't have the capability to personally contribute code to external projects or repositories. My role is to assist and provide information rather than actively participate. Right, right. That's okay. But I but let's say that the code was copy and pasted. Um, could you also add something that said copyrighted by Lazarus forever? Certainly. If you're creating your own code, um, especially for a custom extension like the HX load class for HTMX, 
you can definitely add a copyright notice to assert your rights over the work. Here's an example of how you might include it. You can see the code in our conversation history. In this comment, replace year with the current year. This notice makes it clear that you hold the copyright to the extension and set the terms under which it can be used or modified. Remember, it's always a good idea to be clear about licensing, especially if you plan to share your code with others or use it in a project. Let me know if you need further information or assistance. Yeah, no, I will definitely, I'll definitely, I will definitely let you know. Um, and when you finish writing it up and adding the copyright stuff, I'll make sure to kind of double check it. Um, all right, but let's change gears a little bit. Let's, let's speculate about the future of HTMX. Um, what, yeah, you can start. Speculating about the future of HTML is quite interesting. HTML has been a fundamental. Uh, 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 no, I mean, speculate about the future of HTMX. Uh, speculating about the future of HTMX, that's a different and interesting angle. When we speculate about the future of HTML, hypertext markup language, we're looking at how this foundational web technology might evolve to meet the changing needs of the internet. Here are some possibilities. One, greater semantic elements. HTML might continue to develop more semantic elements. All right, wait, I, I think we're talking about HTML again. I'd like to speculate about the future of HTMX and, you know, basically what would happen with a lot of adoption? Um, is it the kind of thing that, you know, so my theory, and I, I maybe just, okay, maybe just speculate on my theory. My theory is that HTMX is a lot easier for people to get started with. And I think that it could lead to sort of more adoption of more, more developers um, kind of being able to, to build these sort of more advanced things. Absolutely. Let's delve into your theory about HTMX's potential for widespread adoption due to its ease of use. One, simplicity attracts more developers. HTMX's simplicity could indeed attract a broader range of developers. Those who find modern JavaScript frameworks complex might turn to HTMX for its straightforward approach to adding interactivity to web pages. Two, lowering the barrier to advanced web development. With its ease of use, HTMX could lower the barrier to entry for creating advanced dynamic web applications. This accessibility means more developers, including those new to web development, can build sophisticated web interfaces. Three, growth in community and tools. As more developers adopt HTMX, we could see an increase in community support, tutorials, plugins, and extensions. This growth in resources makes HTMX even more accessible and powerful. Four, influence on web development trends. If HTMX becomes widely used, it might influence overall web development trends, emphasizing simplicity and server-side processes. This could lead to a reconsideration of how dynamic web applications are typically built. Five, impact on education and learning. For learners and educational institutions, HTMX could become a preferred tool due to its approachability, potentially shaping how web development is taught. Your theory suggests a shift in the web development landscape towards easier, more accessible tools like HTMX, enabling more people to create advanced web applications. Uh, this shift could democratize web development allowing a wider range of people to participate in creating dynamic and interactive web content. Interesting. So in this future, let's just say this all happens and, and uh, you know, HTMX has, has really wide adoption and there's a trend, the trend continues towards simple, you know, simpler um, client side stuff. Uh, in this future, how would somebody, and, and let's say they're a podcaster, maybe an educational podcaster, 
um, become respected and rich. In a future where HTMX has wide adoption and there's a trend towards simpler client-side development, an educational podcaster could leverage this shift to become respected and potentially financially successful. Here are some strategies. One, create HTMX-focused content. Produces educational content that focuses on HTMX and simplified web development. Tutorials, how-to guides, and best practices could attract a wide audience of both new and experienced developers. Two, podcast and blog combination. Use a podcast for discussions, interviews, and insights, and a blog for written guides and tutorials. Mm -hmm. Ensure your website uses HTMX effectively as a showcase of its capabilities. Three, online courses and workshops. Develop in-depth courses or workshops on HTMX and related web development topics. Sounds like a lot of work. These could be monetized directly or offered through platforms like Udemy or Coursera. Four, community engagement. Engage with the developer community through forums, social media, and events. That sounds really annoying. Building a strong community presence can enhance your reputation and open up opportunities for sponsorships or collaborations. Five, consulting and speaking engagements. As you gain respect as an expert, you could offer consulting services or become a speaker at web development conferences and workshops. Six, sponsorships and partnerships. Partner with relevant tech companies or platforms. Sponsorships can be a significant income source, especially if your content has a large and engaged audience. Seven, merchandising. Once you have a strong brand, consider merchandising, selling branded items like t-shirts, mugs, or stickers. Remember, respect and wealth in such a field come from consistently providing value, demonstrating expertise, and engaging effectively with your audience. Building a strong personal brand and being seen as a thought leader in your niche are key. It's a journey that requires time, effort, and Okay, so I, I mean, those all sound, uh, those all sound great. Maybe some of them are a little too difficult, but uh, it's useful. I'll think about it. Um, one unrelated question before I finish Um if there was anything in this conversation, so I'm using ScreenFlow right now to edit um, and, you know, to record and edit. Uh, if I'm, if I wanted to edit out some of the stuff that maybe uh, shouldn't have been recorded um, or, or that I don't really want to put out there, um, how, how would I go about doing that using, using ScreenFlow on a Mac? Editing your recording in ScreenFlow on a Mac is quite straightforward. Here's a basic guide to remove parts of the video you don't want. One, open your recording, launch ScreenFlow, and open your recorded video. Two, select the segment to edit. It's just audio. Play through your video to locate the part you want to remove. Use the scrubber, the timeline controller, to find the exact start and end points of the segment. Three, split or trim the clip. Use the split clip tool to cut the clip at the start and end points of the segment you want to remove. Then select the unwanted segment and delete it. Four, adjust the remaining clips. If necessary, move the remaining clips to fill in the gap left by the deleted segment. Uh, Five, preview your edit. Play the edited portion to ensure the video flows smoothly and the unwanted content is removed. Six, save and export. Once you're satisfied with the edits, save your project and export the video in your desired format. ScreenFlow is designed to be user-friendly, so even if you're new to video editing, you should be able to navigate the process without too much trouble. Just take it step-by-step, and you'll be able to edit out the parts you don't don't want. Well, listen, uh, I think we're about ready to wrap up. I just want to say thank you, my robot friend. You've done it again, like you always do. I love you. (laughs) 